So hi everyone, this is a very, very special Sheer Zanori today. I have a certified famous author with me. Okay, certified famous author, um, Guy Bass. Hi, Guy. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> well, this is, we asked Guy, says, do you want to chat first? I said, yeah, I've not prepared anything, okay? So we're completely off the cuff here. So Guy has um, written a series of books we share with our year fours in school called Stitchhead. How long have you been writing for, Guy? Uh, so uh, my first book came out in 2008. So yeah, a long time now. I'm an old uh, grizzled dinosaur of the game. Um, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been an absolute joy, to be honest. So how many books in the Stitchhead series? So there are six books in, in the Stitchhead series, which is, um, which is great, because I actually, I, I sort of wrote the, the first one thinking there'd probably only be one book, because I, I thought it'd be quite a niche book at the time that I wrote it. Um, and um, yeah, I was lucky enough that it sort of, it, um, it, it, it sort of took off. And so I've, I've been able to write a lot more about um, Stitchhead and, and his friends and explore those characters more than I thought I would, which is, which is, uh, which is always lovely. And apparently, there's going to be a film? The, I, I mean... I, or, 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 have I, have I, I, is there like a non-disclosure agreement? No, or something? no, no it's, it's out there now. It's out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll always, I'll always believe it when I see it. But yes, um, uh, it's being animated at the moment. It's been voiced um, and it's being animated. So, um, oh, wow. So yeah, watch this space. But um, Are we allowed to say who's good. voiced it? Uh, Anybody? I, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So the st Stitcher is being voiced by um, Asa Butterfield, who is uh, who you might know from a, there's a Netflix TV show um, oh, wow. called Sex Education. So he's ah, there. okay. Wow. Yeah. That's, have you got a little cameo? No, I don't. My, <laughs> my wife's in it. My wife's an actress and she's, um, and she, yeah, she manages to, to secure a part as a uh, giant uh, sort of two-headed woodlouse. <laughs> um, Obviously not representative of your <laughs> wife, <laughs> um, but um, no, I, I I thought I'd stay, I'd steer clear. Okay, <laughs> okay, not like a Stan Lee, you know, he, he always had a little yeah, cameo, yeah, didn't he, in every cameo. Marvel yeah, film? No, 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 not I, yet. I didn't feel like that was. That was really, <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too expensive to animate. <laughs> too, too many lines. <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, look, guy. He, the children have an amazing afternoon with Guy. Um, he's signed their books. He's, he's, he's just been amazing. And he said he'll just read a few pages of Stitchhead for us. Guy, thank you so much. Uh, this, is, um, this is the prologue to Stitchhead. It's called A Better Class of Freak. Monsters, creatures, and mad things. It was the night that everything changed. The circus had come to Grubber's Nubbin. Or rather, Fulbert Freakfinder's travelling carnival of unnatural wonders, a most terrifying voyage for the mind and spirit to a world of such unfathomable oddities as has ever been seen, had come to Grubber's Nubbin. Roll up! Roll up and draw near, you brave souls of Chugger's Nubbin! Witness the most mind-blowing, stomach-churning, trails-a-missing show on Earth. Fresh from our uh, sell-out world tour, <coughs> cried Fulbert Freakfinder <coughs> atop his colourfully daubed horse-drawn carriage. Um, I'm being heckled, but I'm, I'm going to push through. <laughs> he was handing out posters for his show to anyone who passed by. Three more curtain-covered carriages followed behind, trundle-clopping along the lamp-lit cobbles of the main street. 
Dare you gaze upon the impossible creatures lurking behind these drapes? You'll need all your nerve to behold these monsters. You scream, you gasp, you wet your undergarments. Behold and be horrified. As a crowd gathered round the carriages, Freakfinder leaped down onto the cobbled street. He was distractingly short and round, with the legs so stick-thin they looked as if they might buckle under his weight. He wore a battered top hat and tailcoat, which, a long time ago, might have been rather splendid. He grinned as he pulled back the curtain on the first carriage. The carriage was a cage, and inside... Presenting Dr Contortion, the human knot! Watch in disbelief as he bends his body in impossible ways, cried Feekfinder, pointing at a tall, stiff man trying desperately to get his foot behind his head. Stupid leg, bend, mumbled Dr Contortion to his leg. Everyone's looking. <coughs> Moving along, grunted Freakfinder, shaking his head. Brace your britches for Madame Moustache, the woman with the well-combed face. Freakfinder pulled back the second curtain. Inside was a burly old woman with a horse's tail glued to her chin. Who pays the bills, said Madame Moustache. And prepare to have your world turned upside down by the topsy-turvy twins. In the third cage were two tiny wizened men struggling to do handstands. Oh, here come the cramps, said the men in unison and immediately toppled over. Oh, cruel, cruel nature. Come closer if your constitution can stand it. But try not to be sick on my shoes. Just sixpence a stare, cried Feekfinder. No one came closer. Nor was there any screaming or gasping. In fact, no one so much as batted an eyelid. After a moment, the crowd carried on about their business. Except for one untidy, wide-eyed girl who started to giggle. Your freaks ain't scary, she chuckled. Why, they ain't even freaks. Oh, you like to laugh at a fellow down on his luck, do you? Go on, clear off your little snot before I set the twins on you, snapped Freakfinder. Oh, blow it all to smithereens, what's the point? It's the same in every town. Not so much as a trickle of nervous wee from anyone. What does it take to put a peculiar fear into folk these days? I tell you what... I need to find me a better class of freak. Sorry, boss, said Dr Contortion, now trying to get his foot to touch his chin. We're doing our best. Your best has yet to be anything but a disappointment, Maurice, grumbled Freakfinder. The fact is, people just aren't so easy to scare anymore. Well, I'm not giving up. I've been in the horror show business my whole life and I'm not about to chuck it in. You were never going to scare us anyway, said the girl, who hadn't cleared off in the slightest. This is Grubber's nubbin. Folk round here have got plenty to be scared of already. <laughs> is that right? And what, pray tell, are they so afraid of? Asked Freakfinder. Suddenly, a hideous, blood-freezing, gut-churning filled the air. The townsfolk shrieked and scattered in all directions, running into their houses and bolting the doors. That, said the girl, pointing up into the darkness. There was a clap of thunder and a streak of lightning lit up the night sky. 
In the distance was a huge, dark castle atop a hill. Freakfinder felt a shiver run down to his toes and back up again as another heart-stopping roar came from the castle. Lugs and mumbles. What, what is that? asked Freakfinder. Monsters, whispered the girl, her dark eyes glistening like beads in the moonlight. Monsters? What monsters? What are you blithering about? asked Freakfinder. Folks say the castle's full of them. We hear roaring and screaming, and some reckon they've seen things atop the castle walls. Not human things, replied the girl. The whole town's terrified, but not me. I ain't scared of nothing. Annabella, come inside this instant, screamed an old lady, darting out of a nearby house and grabbing the girl. Wait, little snot, I mean little girl, what is this place? Who lives there? cried Freakfinder. That's Castle Grotescue, home of mad Professor Erasmus, shouted the girl as she was dragged inside. He makes monsters, creatures, mad things. Does he now? muttered Freakfinder, and an evil grin spread across his face like a disease. Guy. Thank you so much. And I think Patsy enjoyed it. Actually, I hope so. <laughs> I must apologise. I think she's taken something in your bag as well. So it's, oh, it's right, really embarrassing. Uh, it's she, Carry on. You know, she can't parent her at it's, all. It's, it's only my dinner. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Look, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, let's give it up for Guy. Uh, I've got to press the right button. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>